beautiful. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of how we talk about different stories of other beautiful women like yourself. This this day, we are going to talk about Michelle. Michelle is a single woman, and she's pretty awesome and amazing. A lot of the women that I talk to are. Michelle is single, though, but she is a businesswoman. She's someone who, on the outside looking in, seemingly has it all going on. She's She's got it together. She's got every Instagram post on lock, as they say. <laughs> um, the thing is that all of her selfies are just of herself. You know, she's traveled and she's got amazing style. Her hair, her nails, everything is just perfect. But she is perfectly alone. And so it's at this juncture that I find Michelle and, uh, you know, we meet and me and the Holy Spirit come into her life. Now, she's a Christian. She loves the Lord, but she's a little lost. And, and her mantra is, I just need to find a man. <laughs> I just need to find a man. Sharka, when am I going to get married? Oh, yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this, if you're new to this, um, my name is Sharonka. It's a little bit different. So you'll hear me refer back to myself in some of these stories because that's who they come and talk to, Sharanka. That's me. I'm Sharanka. And uh, I hear that a lot from my single ladies. Sharanka, where's, where's not just I want to find a man. I want to find a good man. I just want to be married. <laughs> As if finding a man will be that missing puzzle piece to their perfectly puzzled life. Um, but not quite so. As a matter of fact, actually... The word of God says in Proverbs 18 that it is a man who finds a good and faithful wife obtains favor from the Lord. Um, so it is a man that finds you. But here in our story with Michelle, it's actually, it's funny when, when I hear women say this, you know, they say that they're ready for a husband. But my real question I pose to Michelle, I would pose to any of my single ladies who are listening is, are you ready to be a wife? Are you ready to be a wife? And for Michelle, her real struggle was with vulnerability and receiving love. So this is where we start with our relationship, Michelle and I, um, my discipleship or mentorship to her, you know, um, for anyone who would say, I want to be, I want to be married and I'm ready. And it's just like, okay, but what are you really ready for? Because Michelle's real struggle was with vulnerability. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that vulnerability or having a lack of vulnerability is just a leaf on a tree. The real issue is the root. What is the root of that? Um, because the thing is, is that when you have bad roots, you got bad fruits. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that before. Bad roots will produce different types of leaves. You have a leaf of of a lack of <clears throat> being vulnerable, but that also produces, in this case with Michelle, she was also judgmental. You know, it, it was like, 
if she would come across someone who didn't quote meet her standards, I'm doing like air quotes with my fingers, you can't see me. But you know, um, we we all have these preconceived ideas of what this perfect person should be in our lives, right? And, and so when you have these standards, you judge every single person who crosses your path to see if they're quote, good enough. And of course, in Michelle's case, no one was ever going to be good enough. There was always going to be something that didn't quite meet that standard, always, especially if it was someone who didn't quite fit the Instagram perfect image that she so carefully put together in her life. Um, It's just, it's really, it's funny because I find this to be true with, with a lot of women, you know, and why do we do that? It's really, you know, a, another leaf of, you know, self-protection. You know, we want to protect ourselves from really letting anyone close to us. Um, it's so funny because at one point in our discipleship, I had to write down all of the different men she was dating just to keep up. Cause I was like, wait, wait, was it this one? No, no, no. He, he had this problem or no, no, no. This one, he had kids or no, he, he already had, you know, two baby mamas or no, his credit score wasn't quite right. Or it was, it was always something. And I'm just like, but wait, what about this guy? Was he not? Yeah, he was nice, but you know, he just, he just didn't have a lot of drive or ambition. I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay. And on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Um, another, another leaf would, I find pride creeping in, you know, the, the pride that maybe I'm just too good for some of these men who, who come into my life. You know, I'm educated. They're not, you know, I have a certain salary. They don't, you know, a lot of times here's the thing, ladies, we do this and for any of the men who might be listening too, but we do this because we try to put distance between us and them. If they could be a potential candidate of being a life partner or someone that could actually threaten to come into the intimate parts of our lives, if I can put distance between you, if I could, you know, make myself set apart as you're not good enough that judgment on that person's life or who they are, that pride within yourself that says, "Mm, no, I'm over here, even as a Christian, you know, well, I go to church, uh, you know, so many times a week, or I read my Bible, or I do this, what are you doing with your life? Like, stop it, stop. (laughs) Because all of these different leaves, you know, also, it's like when you separate yourself from someone like that or anyone, this, this could be any relationship, a close friend, what begins to happen, our walls go up and, and these walls present another leaf pops up, this leaf of coldness, this, this coldness that, that makes it hard for you to be warm to a person and vice versa to receive warmth 
from a person. In Michelle's case, what ended up happening was she got so good at distancing and and being, you know, judgmental and prideful. I mean, in, in such a way, it was so inundated in her mind. It was it was subconscious. It was like a knee-jerk reaction. It wasn't even something she was intentionally doing. It, it was just right there, what what we call in, in Christian circles a stronghold, right? This this stronghold that she didn't even realize that over the years she had built such a prison of quote protection that it was hard for her to even receive from people and and specifically quote husband material or candidates um what love or warmth looked like at least without some kind of skeptical eye or caution or like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> that side eye that we give people sometimes like, ah. and, and it's, it's what some people, you know, would also call a defense mechanism, right? Well, why do we have defense mechanisms? In Michelle's case, why does she have a defense mechanism? She, she had a defense up because there was a threat of attack. And a lot of times these threats of attack, sometimes it can be real. A lot of times they can be self-imposed from our imagination that we think we're going to be hurt. Most likely because the real root is we have been hurt before and never dealt with it. The pain is the soil in which this root is growing out of. My whole purpose is to assist in the application of the truth of God's word in everyday life. That's, that's what God has blessed me of being my gift. My gift of teaching is, is more so unpacking the truth of God's word and saying, okay, this is how we should walk in it. You know, well, this is what I'm dealing with. And what does this have to do with me? At the end of the day, you know, Michelle was just really looking for a man to love her, to adore her to wrap her up with hugs. We all look for that, right? And the simple fact is that that's how we were created. We were created literally with a void in our heart and we seek out ways to fill it. Well, why were we created with a void in our heart? We were created always with a missing puzzle piece because that missing puzzle piece is the Lord, our God, our creator. It's like, it's like the car manufacturer who who designs a car and purposely creates it to not even be able to run without gas. Like, wait, what? Why would you make this amazing automobile, this amazing, you know, invention that can take me from here to there in 60 miles per hour, whatever that looks like. But I can't even get there without this one component of gas or maybe a battery, whatever you'd like to use in this example. And the thing is, is that a lot of times people try to use this amazing invention of an automobile and put water in it. It's not going to work. They try to put, you know, other types of means to get this thing working. It will not work. It has to be gas, gasoline. That's that's the component that you have to have. Not going to work any other kind of way. And that's exactly how God is our creator, our design, our maker. And he designed us to only be able to thrive and be complete, be complete with him. 
as a component to fuel us, to fuel our spirit and our soul. And so many times we fail, falter, struggle because we don't have him fueling us. And here's the thing. It has to be every day. It has to be every day. So listen, listen to some of the words of this man. The thing that I I guide some of my ladies, my single ladies and even my married ladies and any lady in any aspect of life of this missing piece, right? Is that we first have to understand that Jehovah, Yahweh or Yahweh, He's our first husband. It's like, if I want to be married, single woman, we have to first understand that I need to know what it means to have this first covenant, this first marriage to the Lord, my God. I, I need to understand what does it mean to date the Holy Spirit? Well, that's a different type of concept you don't hear a lot, but let me just read to you. Just listen to some of the words that this man who died for Michelle, and he also died for you. Um, I'm reading, this is Jeremiah 31, 33. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. that's some kind of love that's a romance what oh my gosh I don't I don't I'm like I would love for a man to say that to me guess what he just said it to you what about in um where's another one Isaiah 43 and 2 when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they will not overwhelm you When you walk through fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Here's someone who said that he will be with me through all of these trials, tribulations, pains of this world, through deaths of family, through births, through marriages, through singleness, through loneliness, through sickness, Sounds like wedding vows, doesn't it? He would be with me through all of these things. Let me read you another one. This is Isaiah 41 and 10. Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. Be assured. Oh my gosh. Listen to these words. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. He will take hold of you. You want the ultimate hug? What about the hug that is a victory and of strength that just certain he it's, it's a certainty. It's a guarantee Ah, okay. So when I hear words like this of this man who says these things to me, you know what, ladies, we have to believe it to be true. We have to believe that these are real words spoken by a real person to you. 
And ultimately, this, this should be our response to him. This is certainly my response to him. Now, what I read to you before is what, what I call the amplified version of the Bible. If you have a Bible, well, praise God. If you don't have a Bible, go out and get one. If you need one, then DM me on Instagram and I'll send you one. <laughs> I've got plenty of them. But there's different translations of different Bibles. And what I just read to you was out of the Amplified. But let me read out of you what's another translation called the Passions Translation. This would be my response to a man who loves and adores me when I'm in a relationship with my first husband. There's an intimate conversation that I have with him and he with me that I begin to learn what it means to not be cold or callous. This is the true sense of being vulnerable with someone. And he is a person. Oh God of my life, I am lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more with cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearnings grip my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily, I worship you passionately and with all my heart, my arms wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake each night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night under your splendor shadow, offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. Oh my gosh, ladies, if you don't feel that kind of love and intimacy with your creator, with your father, with the lover of your soul, I promise you, there's no way you'll be able to feel that true intimacy and love with a human man. The thing is, is that we go into some of these relationships with human people, with human men and we expect to have this type of romance and love in our hearts and what happens is we might find someone that might spark that glimmer of hope like oh my god he's the one 
good, right? And just be like, yes, yes, he can love me that way passionately and adore me. And don't get me wrong. Yes, they try it. There are men in the world. There's some pretty great poets of the world, some wonderful musicians and, and, and those who woo us and all of these wonderful things. That's how we get roped into it to begin with. That's how we go down this path. But the deception is, my beautiful ladies, is that it's not lasting. <laughs> it's what we've heard time and time again, the honeymoon phase, right? You know, we, we go through this dating phase and, and all of those missing puzzle pieces were like, this is it. This is the passion. This is the wooing. This is everything I've hoped for. They're the one, right? And then, oh my God, don't, don't for one second, you know, belt in front of this person, pass gas, have a bad quote hair day. Don't do your lashes or your brows. Don't have your hair on point. Gain a little bit of weight. Snore in the middle of the night. Don't show any of your human characteristics to this person because uh, game over because they thought you were perfect too. <laughs> That's the thing. We we hold people to a standard, but guess what? You'll be held to that same standard. There's no way someone can be that perfect for you because that would in turn mean you would have to be that perfect for them. No one can meet that standard. So don't be deceived that there is a person who can be, but there is a God. And what is so awesome about the Lord, my God, and by the way, he has another name, the name of Jesus. Yeshua, that is the God that I'm speaking of, who is so faithful to you and who will always remain so perfect in his love for you. That's the thing. He isn't a man that emotes love or gives love. He is love. This is, this is a God who's an ocean. You can swim in love for you. And you know what? You don't have to be this perfect person for him. That's what's just mind blowing. Just OMG moments for myself. And I would hope it would be for you that he loves you even in your muck, mire, dirt, sin, all of those things. He literally died for you when you weren't even paying attention to him. What? What? This is the kind of husband I want. Oh, wait a minute. This is the kind of husband I already have. And so when I'm walking and talking to my Michelle, if you find yourself being that Michelle, you're like, I want that. I want to experience that kind of love. The first thing is, it's not about saying, okay, God, I, I hear what Sharonka is saying and, 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 you know, just give me that kind of love. The problem is over the, the years of building this quote wall of defense mechanism, you and like my friend Michelle have trapped yourself. And as much as God wants to give you love, you have to come out of that prison. You have to tear down that wall. You have to do that. 
You have to do that. Michelle had to do that. How did Michelle do it? What did she do? Tell me, tell me, what's the secret? <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing. We, we so want and desire that really quick microwave solution. We want to ding, like, you know, you, you push, you push like two minutes on the microwave and you hear the, the, the bell go off and it's done. It's perfect. It's warm. It's cooked. It's ready to be eaten. And unfortunately, you know, this type of love, this type of intimacy, this is the type that's built over time. And so I invite you to, to keep listening into some of these stories of these women, because with Michelle, she was wooed into a relationship with, with the Lord God. He is a Trinity. He is the father, Abba. He is the son, Jesus and he is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's here with us on this planet right now. The Holy Spirit is the one who led you to this podcast. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus that wants to be in this intimate relationship with you. It's the Holy Spirit that says, I want to marry you and bring you into my bed and love you. In such a way that you desire. And what happens is when you take time to tear down these walls, first recognize that you have them and then use the word, use the scriptures that I gave you. And by the way, if you're like, what was that that you read to me just now? What was that passionate thirsting of crying that you just responded to the Holy Spirit? That was the Passions translation of Psalm 63. Go to Psalm 63. Read that in your own time and, and read it out loud until it begins to feel real to you. And it may take time, but beautiful, take the time, give him the time and he will give you so much more. And so today, Michelle is warm. Michelle is bright and smiling and free. And yes, fast forward, um, I don't know, maybe we've been walking this walk out for about two years now. She's still single, but she is complete. And she knows that when this husband finds her, he will truly find a good, a good thing and favor from the Lord because he's been developing God. The Holy Spirit has been developing Michelle to be complete with or without a man. But when she is married, when you are married, when you take on this whole new relationship with the Lord being your first husband, it will allow you to not only be able to love your second husband, but to be able to receive love from him, to give him grace because he will not be perfect. Newsflash, you're going to marry an imperfect person, but you are going to marry a complete person because that is what you will be if you not, if you're not already. So beautiful. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you're at the end of the day, enjoy a wonderful night's rest my my prayer for you is that the Lord will place a smile on your heart and remind you of just how beautiful you truly are. Mm-hmm.